Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. This is the Wednesday Workshop. This is where we break down Wednesday's games with the Action Network and give you the best bets for Wednesday night. Coming straight from professional better Raheem Palmer. An early look at the lines. We get them early, we get them late in the day on Tuesday and get them up for you so you can beat that closing line. We always get good closing line value. We're going to get some winners this week. I feel it. We're in a good spot here. Raheem, professional better for the Action Network. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I know we did the podcast yesterday with the Steelers actually covering that game. I did finish in the money in the DraftKings contest. I didn't finish where I wanted to finish, but I finished in the money. So I, I hit 60%. I think I was like 48 and I don't know. I hit 60% for the season. So, and I got into the money. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Congrats to Raheem for that. Uh, my name is Matt Moore. I'm a senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Want to let you know that everything that we talk about in today's show you can find on the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your bets. You want to download this app. It's the absolute best way for you to keep up to date with everything. You get all sorts of our pro signals, find out where the money's coming from, all sorts of stuff. Check it out. Download the Action Network app right now if you have not. What are you doing? You got to get on it. If you're better, you got to have the Action Network app. Raheem, look at Wednesday's slate. We got a healthy slate of games. Most teams, I think, are getting out of the COVID stuff. We're, we seem to be getting most full rosters back. The, the Wolves in particular look like they might be healthy for the first time in a while. Where do you want to start? What's your first best bet for Wednesday? Okay, I'm starting with the Brooklyn Nets, minus six against the Indiana Pacers, who aren't out of the COVID protocol yet. They're playing a back-to-back right now against the New York Knicks as we speak. But right now, you still got Malcolm Brogdon out. He has an Achilles injury, and he had, he's in the protocol. There's still no um, Chris Duarte. There's still no Jeremy Lamb. There's still no Karis LeVert, who just went in, in the protocol on Sunday. There's still no TJ McConnell. I mean, this team is just bombed out and depleted. And they're, play, they're facing a Brooklyn Nets team, which has really been struggling. They've dropped four in a row. That's with Kevin Durant and James Harden in the lineup. They've only been scoring 108 points for one of the possessions. But they're playing this Indiana Pacers team which really, look, I, I just don't see how this Pacers team is going to be able to keep up with them. They're mid-tier defensively. I think over the last four games, they're giving up 111 points per one of possessions. But offensively, they're a complete mess. They're only scoring 106 points per one of possessions. I think this is the perfect buy-low spot for this Brooklyn Nets team. I mean, the Pacers right now, I don't see them having the pieces to stop Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Cole. So I'm rolling with that. All right, what? let's start here with the number. Uh, so we've got the Nets are six point favorites on the road versus the Pacers. What do you have this side model that? Okay. When I, I mean, when I look at my model, it assumes both teams are like full strength. It actually has it around a pickup, but I, I just, I think you kind of, kind of threw out the numbers for this one. When you look at the Pacers, they've dropped four games in a row. Obviously they lost by eight to the Bulls. They lost by eight to the Charlotte Hornets. We know can't stop anybody. They lost by eight to the Bulls again. Actually, they lost on the, the buzzer beater to DeMar DeRozan. And then they lost to the Cavs the other night. So I'm kind of fading my model here. Obviously, I think when you have both teams who have got had guys in and out of the lineup, it, the model's not really going to capture it. I think it's interesting that you have this as a pick 'em. 
I have the same kind of thing where the nets don't grade out well in my model either. They don't look, they, they just don't look as good as their record. And the advanced metrics over dunks and threes kind of reflect that. So if we look at the guys that are missing, like Duarte's what, like a quarter of a point? Let's yeah. say Brogdon's probably 0.75 to a point. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got out? You got McConnell. Karis LeVert. LeVert. You got, you got TJ McConnell. And I think he's big for the second unit in terms of just being able to match point for point with this team. And it's just, I mean, these teams did play early on in the year. And the Pacers actually had, I think we actually gave this out on the podcast early in the year. I think the, the Pacers, they lost 98-105. Pacers had a huge lead. But I think the, the, the Nets were like laying double digits. Uh, and I think both teams were pretty much close to full strength at that time. So I'm looking at it again. You have a shorthanded Pacers team coming off a of back-to-back. They're playing in New York tonight and then have to fly back home. The Nets have had a day off in between getting blown out against the Grizzlies, taking some tough losses. I just think it's a great buy low spot for them. Okay, so Brogdon is out of, of health and safety protocols. He still has the Achilles. He's got, well, he's been questionable with it. He is likely out Tuesday and Wednesday due to conditioning. If they clear him and he plays, does that change your mind on this at all? If they clear him and he plays, the line's going to drop, and then I like it even more. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's the move is to wait and see if any of the Pacers get out of yeah. protocols. And then, yeah, because if we got this in at six and you think that there's value at six and the only way that this moves is towards the Pacers. I mean, they might get hit. The Nets might get hit with the money, right? Like that's the kind of the counter argument yeah. here is if the Nets get hit. Cause I mean, we're here. I'm going to, we've been ahead of the closing line value consistently on the show. Not that that's everything, just a good sign of the analysis of the cap. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're, if we're, if you're right, and the money comes in on the nets, but then Brogdon's rolled in, that probably gets it back down to like maybe five and a half. Either way, is it worth it? Do you think, I guess here's my question. Do you lose value waiting until tip on this? Do you think it's going to move that direction? Um, or do you want to wait and see if the Pacers get cleared and then get better value in the number? When you look at who could get cleared, you're looking at possibly Duarte, Brogdon, Jackson, and, and Lamb, they went in on the 30th. Those guys could get clear, but Levert's not going to get clear, and um, but Gold Guy's not going to get clear because they went in on Sunday. So I'm leaning on, you know, seeing what happens tomorrow morning and then just trying to bet it right away. Like, I, I don't know if I would bet it right now, but I think, I, I think I'm looking towards tomorrow morning to just to see, because I think, obviously, I don't think Brooklyn's going to have anybody out. You love those morning bets. You always love those morning bets. Here's another reason why you might want to take, you might, might want to go early on it is if we look and we say, okay, um, Lamb and Brogdon got cleared today. They might play tomorrow, but they got cleared. Lavert went in on the second. Um, they, this has been a rolling problem, right? Where two guys go into protocols and then two days pass and another two days go into protocols and two days pass and another two days. Like, there's a possibility that the Pacers go that more pay, like you might lose a bonus or Turner. And at that yeah. point, this number is going to like skyrocket double, double digits. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think this is the perfect spot for the Nets. I, I like, I, I can't think of any better spot that they've had. Obviously they do play the Milwaukee Bucks next. So you could kind of look at that as like maybe a look ahead spot, but they lost three, they lost three games in a row. 
So this is that get right spot for 40. Yeah, points. but I don't see. I'm gonna challenge you on this one. I don't see why the pace, why the Nets are a team that I want to be like. Oh no, this is a they're like they they're not gonna let this lose. Like they don't care. They don't care about the regular season. Like they they why would they care? They why are they gonna get even if they lose this game, even if they lose this one and the next one, it's five games. Is anybody on the Nets like, oh no, we lost five in a row in, in January? Like they don't care, right? <laughs> they don't care. I mean, KD seemed like he cared a, a ton after that. No, he cared about losing to Embiid after Embiid talked that shit. That's for sure. He cared about losing to Embiid. But I mean, you, you saw you saw the press conference after the Clippers game. He was pissed. And yeah. I mean, obviously they went out there and got blown out by the Grizzlies. I like the Grizzlies in that spot anyway. I just thought it was too many points. Yeah. But the fact that they laid six to the six and a half to the Grizzlies. Come back laying six again to the Pacers. I just, I, I think it says a lot. <laughs> so my, my power rating on my my power rating number on this is six point six. Uh, mm-hmm. My matchup model puts this at three point eight. I don't want to bet the Pacers. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't want any part of the Pacers. I can't go with you on this one. All right, we'll see what happens. But I, I get it. It seems like a, a pretty straightforward one. I will say uh, I'm going to put mm-hmm. the Nets in my parlay because I've been doing parlay. So the Nets are going to be one leg. I, I, I like that. Actually, I think that's a, that's a, probably a good money line parlay leg. I, I yeah. can't even, I like, I, you know, I, I don't really do too many parlays, but this is, this is one of those times where I think it's worth it to do it. All right. So I'm going to put them in. I got to take one of the teams out, but I'm going to take them in. Uh, what's your second pick for the Wednesday workshop? I'm going with the golden state warriors minus four. Easy. My model makes this close to six. I think it's six and a half on my model. Look, both teams are at pretty much full strength, except for the, the Mavericks. They don't have Chris Straps, Porzingis. There's not anything that we say about this team. They're seventh offensive rating score, 112 points from possession, number one defense in the league. Donkic is back, and I think that's the reason why this number is so low. But we've spoken at length about how this team hasn't really performed that well with Donkic on the court this season. So I, I just I think I think you're getting a bargain with the Warriors in this in this situation. Uh, I would say that this line, look, I'm with you. The Warriors are definitely on my board. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be on the Warriors. This is a little stinky. This line, this line definitely stink. Like there's some this line makes me nervous. Now I've gotten to where that's why I, I want to have the number on my end. Yeah. So I can say, look, even if I don't if this makes me nervous, because on if I look at this and I just go, if you ask me without referring to numbers and you've been like, hey, uh, Warriors at Mavericks on Wednesday. What do you think? I'm probably going to say, like, I would have it seven. Like, top of my head, I would guesswork this at seven, right? Yeah. Not double digits, but not less than two possessions. Four is like, it, is somebody in protocols that I don't know about? Like, that's where you check the injury report. Like, that's what, when I saw this number, I immediately was like, I got to check the injury report. Like somebody on the, is there news on the pay on the Warriors that I don't know? I don't have, there's been no indication that they're going to rest anybody. Um, it's not the second night of a back to back. I don't have any sort like the, the Mavericks have been better than expected, especially recently. Yeah. The offense still isn't good. I don't know how they're going to keep pace. And then, and that's my thing. It's just like, sometimes you got to sit down and say, you just, I mean, you look at their analysis. I mean, I know they just blew up. They just blew out the nugget. We've seen all year they haven't been great with Doncic in the lineup, and I got I got to really trust my numbers. When the war the Warriors have just been so good this year, it's really reminiscent of 2015. And sometimes you're just getting a gift. We actually did this podcast, I think it was the Monday podcast, where I think 
the Nets were playing the Mavericks on the road. And I, I believe they were laying three and a half. And I think my model had made it around four or five. And Dallas came out on fire and dominated the first half. And then the Nets just kind of came back and, and ended up winning by three. They didn't cover the three and a half. But I just think the Warriors are just a different breed because they're the number one defense in the league. What, what do you have the number up? I have it at six and a half. Okay. I have it 7.4 and power rated. I've got this 6.6. So I'm getting more than two points of value on both sides. Like the Warriors, I, because I'm going to be playing this one separately, I don't like to involve the money line. If I'm betting the side, if I'm betting a spread, especially for a favorite, I don't like putting them in the, in the parlay too, just because mm-hmm. I feel like it, it, it increases my exposure to one game where it's like, if I'm wrong on that one, I'm losing the parlay bet. And I'm losing the, the side bet. I'm going to go ahead and just put more. I think I'm going to make a pretty big bet on the, on the, the Warriors here. Uh, do you have the total up for this one? Because our total right now is uh, 210 and a half. I have the total at 203. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've got it at 205. I got 204.7. It's 210 and a half. Mavericks have been one of the most, pro- have been the most profitable under team in the league. Warriors are second most profitable. I really think this winds up being like a one Oh and the, the, the Mavericks defense surprisingly has been decent. Uh, yeah. I like this total. Like, I actually think this might wind up being like a one Oh eight, 100 game. Interesting. I, you know, I was a little scared. A lot of times when my model is this far off, I'm wondering what my model was missing. So I wanted to kind of wait to see what the market did before I reacted on this one. But I mean, you, you, you said it, it's just, the Mavericks have been sneaky good defensively over the last two weeks. They are second in defensive rate, allowing 104 points per one possession. And then we all know how good the Warriors' defense is. So if you have Dockage in the lineup, who's just kind of he's dribbling, he's gonna he's gonna have the ball in his hands. That's probably a good indication for under against a Warriors team who can slow them down. And you look at the Mavericks; they are dead last in pace. Their possessions are 95. They have 95 possessions a game. They're 28th in offensive length for possession, 15.4 seconds per dunks and threes.com. And then defensively, they're 24th in defensive length of possession. So this feels like a good under. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with the under on this one too. Mark that down for me as a best bet for Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to real quick go through my best bets. Okay. I've got Raptors tomorrow. They're going to be closest back to full strength as they have been. Um, the number is eight and a half to the Bucks. The Bucks are a little banged up. The Raptors have been surprisingly kind of sneaky, like they're hanging in there. Um, my matchup model has this only at three. Power rated, I've only got it at seven, mm-hmm. so I'll get a point of value. It's just I think it's too many points for a Raptors team that I think tends to like is going to be in a better spot physically that has figured some stuff out. I still don't love this Raptors team, but I do kind of like Toronto here uh, grabbing the points. You know, I'm not mad at it. The only thing I would sit tight on is because my model actually has it at 3.84 as well. The only thing I wanted to sit tight on is with them being on the back to back. I mean, obviously they're playing the Spurs now. Hello, slow start, but they have the lead at this point. But I just wanted to make sure all of their guys are playing. So it's just, I mean, they did have some guys come out of the protocol. OG is back. So it's just like, I think these back-to-backs are kind of tough for me at, at times. Uh, I'm also going to have a parlay. I'm doing Moneyline. Uh, mm-hmm. The Utah Jazz 
I'm going to grab them versus the Nuggets. Uh, this line is it's a six-point spread. If I can get the Jazz under seven, the money line fits in pretty well. The Nuggets are just so banged up. They're so tired. They don't matter. Like, usually I like them in spots of adversity. Mm-hmm. I just honestly think that the, they're, the, Maver- the Nuggets are just outmatched right now. They're exhausted. Nobody's playing well. Their rotation's a mess. I don't know if Monte Morris is going to be back. Like, it's a mess for them. They don't have enough. They just don't have enough guard production. They have nothing on the wing. And Utah, for all of its kind of like, there's been some consternation, it's still rolling. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Jazz. Uh, I'm going to grab, I'm going to take the Nets, as I said earlier. That's the second leg of it. And then, okay. The Wolves are eight and a half point favorites versus the Thunder. I don't like this is a, a, a tricky spot here because it's like, OK, it's the Wolves in the spot where they're heavy favorites. Do you really want to be doing that? I don't want to lay the points, even mm-hmm. though I've got this at right at eight. So I don't I wouldn't feel bad about laying the number with the Wolves. But my model does tend to overestimate Minnesota because the half court defense has been so good. Like my model, yeah. basically the matchup model basically says the Wolves are going to hold whatever team under where they have been in half court offense. And that's going to give them a big edge. Um, this one of the things I'm trying to work on with my numbers, the matchup model winds up basically like it always kind of recommends Detroit. It always recommend. And the reason it always recommends Detroit is because their offense is so bad. It's always below what the other team is allowing in half court defense. And so my model basically is like, okay, sure. They're a bad offensive team, but this defense is so much worse because every defense is worse than their offense. So it keeps expecting the Pistons to outperform. Ah. <laughs> so I have to be careful with those. It's the exact opposite with the Wolves defense, where it's basically like it doesn't matter who they're playing, the Wolves are gonna mm-hmm. hold them down. That's gonna give an edge on the Wolves. So, but I do think the Wolves have been sneaky. Uh, like if you look at their record, it is not commiserate with how actually a good of a team they've been. They've been they've been solid, they've been good against the spread, and it, when fully healthy, especially with Russell, this team has been pretty good. I'm gonna trust them with the Thunder. So I'm going Nets, Thunder. Jazz. I'm taking that three-team favorites parlay. It's still going to be laying a little bit of juice, but that's going to be good enough uh, for me to lay that parlay for the night. I'm going to get you. Yeah, the I, 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 I like that parlay. I, I really do like that parlay. And uh, like you said, I mean, the, the Wolves have just been a tough team all year long. I, I imagine Cat's going to be back and um, Russell's going to be back out of protocol. So I, I like that one. This uh, is one, the second. I think they're playing a two-game series. So yeah. I, I think that's a it's, a it's a good spot. DeJounte Murray is out. I want to say one more, but I want to talk about the, the Spurs game. Um, DeJounte Murray's out tonight, but he's on track to return tomorrow. Uh, Lonnie Walker is still out with COVID, uh, with, in protocols. I, the, Spur, the Celtics are nine-point favorites at WinBet. Over, well, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why. That I don't Mr. understand that. I don't understand that at all either because my model actually makes them two and a half. I think they're like two and a half point favorites. And it's just, look, we just saw the Celtics have to go life and death with the Orlando magic as 10 point favorites. Yeah. Like they need it over time. They need like 50 points from Jalen Brown. So it's just, this is not a team I'm looking to to lay double digits with at all. I will tell you, I'm going to wait because I feel like this is one where, I don't want to get hit with like, oh, Derek White and Yaka Pert. Like, Pertle was already in, but like Derek White and <laughs> like a whole bunch of more dudes are in for San Antonio and all of a sudden they're super shorthanded. But if I, mm-hmm. if, if 
especially if Murray plays. I'm going to wait. If I get word, if if we get through even midday tomorrow, even I don't know Murray's playing. I don't even need Murray, honestly. If we get through midday yeah. and there's been no woes bombs about a COVID up, upset with the Spurs, I'm I'm going to be in on San Antonio as well. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Before I, we go, I, I, go, I, I do want to ask you one more thing before we go. Um, have you been playing totals lately? The offenses in December and January, we talked about this a lot, that, this, that in every year that this starts slow and December, January regulates. Like Trey Young goes for 56 last night. Like we had a bunch of overs last night. My model is still projecting a bunch of unders because it's all based off of previous season data. And so it's basically expecting like worse offense. Have you been playing totals given the offensive regression that we're seeing over the last couple of weeks? I actually have been playing totals. I think the last, but I haven't, I, I am treading lightly, obvious now because of this COVID stuff. But the last two totals I played were on the, the betcast the other day on New Year's Eve. I played the Suns and the um, Boston Celtics over. And then I doubled down at halftime and took the second half over. And I think a lot of that had to do with just the fact that there was no DeAndre Ayton and the Suns were playing like a smaller lineup. I know Jalen Smith is a thing, but that's the last two totals I played. So I'm, I'm kind of just picking my spots on totals. Actually, I've been playing. I had a lot of totals in last week's um, Wednesday night breakdown. So I had the Suns and Oklahoma City Thunder. For whatever reason, my model likes to go under on Oklahoma City Thunder. They, they just aren't a great offensive team. Um, I've been playing some Lakers unders. Like I had the under against the Grizzlies last week. I think Grizzlies unders have been working out well for me because they're a solid defensive team. So I'm just picking my spots, really. It's not... So, I'm not spraying the board right now. Yeah, OKC's 22 and 14 to the under this season. So they are, in fact, a good under team, uh, which is why I'm a little bit nervous. I'm staying away from this one. I do show an edge in uh, OKC, Minnesota, the over. It's only 213 and a half. I've got it at 217. But because OKC, OKC just has these games where it's like, nope, they just scored 89 points because nobody could hit anything. And that's how that goes. The only one on the board that I think is really striking to me for the the total um, outside of the Golden State one is Blazers Heat. I know Jimmy Butler's not going to play. Yeah. But this total is 214, and that Blazers offense is trash. I don't care if Dame and CJ are out. Like, we saw what they did last night versus the Hawks. Like, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you don't think this is going over, then you should absolutely think that Miami is going to get stops on, on Portland shorthanded. And then you should definitely be on Miami. Like, yeah, I was actually, I mean, I, I was leaning towards Miami in that matchup. I just, um, I really wanted to just see the, the full lineups. Cause I just, I mean, to me, that game last night said a lot more about Atlanta's defense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I just don't, I mean, I don't expect Simons to go off again, but Dame's day to day I'm probably going to be on the over in that one. I don't see any like that 214 number feels. I, I would be very surprised if a, any Blazers game goes under 214 for the rest of the season with that weather defense is. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. To recap, Raheem likes the Nets minus six and the Warriors minus four. I am with him on the Warriors. I'm staying away from the Nets, but I am playing them in the money line with the Jazz and the Wolves. I also like the Raptors against the spread versus the Bucks. We will be back on Friday with a happy hour episode. We're going to get Chicago. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget the under on the Warriors game. <laughs> the under on the Warriors game. We like that one, too. Uh, we'll be back on. Uh, check out Heat Check, by the way. Wednesday, 6 o'clock Eastern. 
breaking down all the bets uh, with where they're at that at that moment. Check back on Action Network HQ for that. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Matt Moore. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Buckets. We'll see you next time.